does your kid cry or maybe even flip out on you at the drop of the hat? Are they so sensitive? Do you not know what to do anymore? Well, you've got to listen to this episode to figure out why your kid is so overreactive. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. Join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about over-emotional kids, overreactive kids. Those kids where if you don't got your A-game parenting on, you are in trouble. So let's dive in. Hi, this is It's Gonna Be Okay with Dr. Roseanne. And if you're new, I am Dr. Roseanne and I am here to guide parents to solutions that are science-backed, effective, and work. You just gotta take action on them. And today we're talking about something everybody wants to talk to me about, overly emotional, overly reactive kids. Why is my kid so overreactive? And if you didn't listen to is my kid doing this on purpose? Please go back and listen to that episode. I think it's important to say that kids generally don't do things on purpose, even though you think they're being a curmudgeon. What they're doing is their brain is acting in a subconscious manner and they get stuck in behavior patterns. But as we're talking about why is my kid so reactive, let's first talk about what emotional regulation is so important. It is literally the foundation of everything, right? We have to regulate our nervous system. We have to regulate our body. But if our kids are constantly going into that sympathetic, dominant, activated state, how can they learn? How can they listen? Our job as parents is to teach. It's not to discipline and punish. It is really to teach. So what emotional regulation is, is a person's ability to manage their own emotional state. We all can think of an adult. Maybe it's Aunt Betty. Maybe it's Uncle Fred, who never seemed to master these skills. And if you're like me, you have more than one kid. You can see which kid (laughs) is better at it. And nobody's perfect. There's going to be times when we're going to struggle to manage our behaviors, even as an adult. But as an adult, you know, we use our learnings We use our fear of going to jail. We use our common sense people to regulate, you know, when somebody's being inappropriate to us. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about overly reactive kids who fly off the handle, get irritated, angry, snap at you, hit their sister. They are easily agitated. They're sensitive. So what really causes overreactive behavior. And it's a dysregulated nervous system. And for some kids, it can be that their nervous system is understimulated. And so they're easily startled. But a lot of times our dysregulated emotional kids have hyperbrain communication. Their brain, particularly in those areas related to emotions, just overly sensitive. And I can see it when I see an QEG brain map. And you can see that they really struggle with just the information coming to them, it activates them, and their responses reflect that. And remember, when we talk about things from a brain perspective, I know it's helpful because then you start going, okay, my kid's brain is acting like this. Dr. Rowe talks all the time about all the ways we can influence the brain. There's so many. 
so many good ways, so many healthy, natural ways besides medication. And we got to focus on new learnings, people. Brain behavior reset. That's how we calm the brain. We have a happy family. We really got to teach things. So there's lots of ways that we can do it. And sometimes people want to work with us one-on-one. Sometimes they want to get our calm PEMF. And there's lots of opportunities and things. But also, you can just go to our Facebook group. And you can go to www.drrosanne.com forward slash group. And you can join there and you can get lots of solutions. But let's talk about signs of emotional dysregulation. We know that a dysregulated brain state can cause kids to be overly sensitive, reactive. Holy cow, difficult to parent. I got one of these at home and I got to be an A-game parent, as I mentioned in the beginning. But what are signs of emotional dysregulation, right? So just off the bat, right, we know that these are kids that are quick to show their emotions. They they show big emotions to little things like our problem is this big and our reaction is this big, right? So we should react to it like it's an ant, but we react to it like it's an elephant every single time. Wow, that is hard on their nervous system. And holy cow, it's hard on mom and dad and grandmas and uncles and the teacher's nervous system too. So signs and some of the reasons why kids can be overly dysregulated, get caught in that. And, you know, if you heard me talk before, the more the behavior happens, the more likely the nervous system is to repeat it automatically. We have an ability to break that. We have to get in there at the micro level and reinforce the behaviors we want. But we're going to talk more about emotional regulation in the next few episodes because this is what you want to hear. And I want to help you. I want to give you that lifeline. These kids are often more easily sad and moody. Sometimes, typically, I find my moody kids tend to be like this right out of the gate. Like parents will say to me like, oh, they were difficult as a baby. Doesn't mean that's the case all the time. They tend to be worriers and anxious. They often have anticipatory anxiety that you may not realize, right? So like you're going to go on a fun trip or you're going to go to a birthday party and the next thing you know, they're a hot mess. A lot of times it's because it's the worry in there and they can't think straight and they can't react. And, you know, if you think about yourself, right, I'm not crabby too often. Last week, Dr. Rowe was crabby. I was battling an illness and I had to go to some place and there was a big line and it was annoying. And I told my kids, I told my husband, for everybody knows they're super fun and they always literally make fun of me. The most sarcastic people ever. And I was like, you guys, I need a little bit of break today. Mommy loves to be funny. And I literally almost Ubered myself way out of the gluten-free expo because of the line. It was just ridiculous. And there was a logical reason for that. But I was not feeling great. The I don't have patience to wait in a line. Absolutely. That is not my jam. Some people don't mind that in the passing lane, people get out of the passing lane. And so I felt myself bubbling. And so when we are anxious, we can be more reactive. These kids tend to say no. I hate to use the words oppositional. They often get diagnosed as oppositional defiant. And it's often because they're moody and anxious to begin with. And that's their lens. They often have more body pain kind of issues like gastrointestinal headaches, these kind of things, because their internal stress is very high and that body tension is very high. 
So they might complain of aches and pains. Uh, these kids also have a high rate of sensory processing disorder and sensory issues. They are reactive to light, to sound, to touch, to smell. And as we talk about solutions, we can, we'll talk about how we can use that to our advantage. They also tend to have social anxiety. They don't like to be in big groups. Maybe they don't want to go to the birthday party because that it's loud. There's a lot of kids. These kids are sensitive and take things personally. They're sensitive to criticism. They're sensitive to feedback. In this series, we're going to talk about rejection sensitivity dysphoria, which is a clinical condition that uh, about 70% of people with ADHD have and that they're hypersensitive to criticism. So make sure you listen to that because it's an aha moment for a lot of people. Does your child struggle to complete tasks? Or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to one three alert more to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one three alert more. On a positive and negative, my overly emotional, overreactive kids tend to be overly empathetic. They're my empaths. So they're very sensitive to their environment. If you're an empath like me and you don't find a way to harness it, to regulate it, to deal with what's coming in at you, it floods your system. You might be that person that I've had this conversation three times separately in the last 10 days with families where the child, the teenager was the empath and all the other kids who had stuff along with this kid. And they all had some kind of anxiety or OCD related issue. They were taking on everybody else's stuff. They couldn't manage it. And they loved being the helper, which is so great. But they didn't know how to deal appropriately with the sensations that were coming on. And so then they tend to be more reactive at home. Of course, not with their friends. Emotional kids tend to be inward thinkers. They're, they tend to be kids that drift in and not connecting as much as they should. It doesn't mean that they're on the spectrum, but they could be. So when you're talking to them, it's almost a surprise. They're not really connecting the dots easily. And I think that's really important. And we often think kids are because they're verbal and that they're getting all the gray and it doesn't mean that they are. And then these kids just have an intensity to them. I mean, I think about my Max. He came out intense. He started talking at seven and a half months, which everyone thinks is really cool. It freaks me, freaks me out. You know, like, wow, he started talking that much. And by 15 months, he was like, fully talking at 15 months. That's intense. And it was because he was just picking up so much stuff, so much stuff, so much stuff. And a lot of it was very pleasant until he got Lyme. But then it's just he is picking up a lot all the time. And there's that overlap with the sensory that pulls into this intensity. And very bright kids can be very emotional. 
So a lot of my 2E kids might have a high IQ and then a clinical diagnosis because they just are so aware of their environment and it scares them. And these are the same kids that might be sensitive to movies. They might be fear, more fearful of things that they see. Like a lot of my overly emotional kids can't watch overly sad or scary things. I remember with Max, we couldn't watch things that like um that movie where the, the pets get lost and then they the cat is missing. Oh my God, we couldn't watch that. That was way too big of an emotional trigger for him. And then I think on a positive, but you have to plan for it. The emotionally reactive kids, they need downtime. They get tired. These are not your kids that can go from activity to activity to activity. They need a break. Now, on the flip side, some parents will tell me that these are also kids that do really well going from activity to activity because of sensory needs. But I think all kids need downtime. Remember, we got to power down to power up. And I think that's really important. So these are some of the most common signs and symptoms and sort of the drivers of over-emotional reactivity behaviors. And it's important to know that. And then how do we support emotional and reactive kids? We're going to dive into that in another episode. But I think number one, you got to calm yourself down, people. You got to share your calm. That's the number one way. But I also think you got to give your kids downtime. And a lot of our families use a device called Calm P-E-M-F. It's designed to regulate the nervous system. You can go to drrosanne.com. Calm P-E-M-F. It is an amazing tool because it pulls you into a parasympathetic state. It changes the way the cells are talking and it supports detoxification and reduces inflammation, all of which are designed to support clinical mental health. But you've got to calm the brain. That is critical. And it starts with you, mamas and papas. I hope this was a really helpful episode to getting you to think a little differently. Your kid's not doing this on purpose. And there's lots of reasons why kids are overreactive, over-emotional, have a lot of big emotions to little things. And we're going to use that information to start looking at being that parent detective and figuring out how to calm their brain and do things that support and foster healthy reactions. Parenting is so hard and there are so many ups and downs. And when you have a kid who is maybe irritable, oversensitive, just difficult to parent. Wow, it's even harder. But just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and your family, it's going to be okay when you take one step towards solutions. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 